You, you, you are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast. Yeah, so it started off as a simple logo, and we thought, well, I thought I would just pick a couple of t-shirts and a couple of hoodies and see what happens. And we did um, a soft launch. Um, I hadn't even actually purchased anything, and it 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 sold like online, and we, we did really good sales that first day, and and so. <laughs> The guys at, at Hatch Mattress said, Tan, you need to you need to make something out of this. So from there, um, we went to so we had hats, hoodies, t-shirts, decals, just just that kind of I don't know, that, that idea of just making people smile when they saw it. That was was my only goal of I, I figured if I thought the fish were stupid, maybe somebody else would think they were too. So <laughs> that's all I did, yeah. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is powered by theflycrate.com, an online fly shop. Join the Quarterly Fly Club today, your source for all things fly fishing. And wait for it films. For action-packed fly fishing videos and camera-related content, check out Wait For It Films on YouTube or at www.theweightcreativeco.com. And Broken Tippet Fly Company, blog and fishing apparel and accessories check them out online at brokentippet.com get ready for the 2023 fly fishing season with the fly crate we have hundreds of trout bass panfish and saltwater flies ranging from the classic elk hair caddis to jigged euro nymphs Join thousands of other fly anglers who fish with the Fly Crate. Listeners of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast get 10% off their first order. Plus, receive free shipping on all U.S. orders over $45. Order today. Go to www.theflycrate.com and use the promo code FLYFISH97 to save 10%. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Very happy you are joining us this time around, and we're going to take a trip to the water. We always do on this show, and that's basically we start to seek out passionate people in the fly fishing outdoor space, get to know their story, uh, their business, what they're up to, what brings you to the water, and what uh, brings us to spend so much time in the great old outdoors. We're going to head to the lower mainland of beautiful BC. We've got Tania DeMalio on the line. Tania is the owner of stupidfishapparel.com. Tanya, thanks so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate your time today. Wow, what a privilege to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm on a theme lately, just so you know. It seems like the last few shows are people that I ran into at the BC Outdoors show, and I thought we'd just keep riding that wave for a little bit. And your booth was super busy. I couldn't believe um, your personality is so bubbly to begin with and what you're doing with your brand. Uh, We'll we'll dig into that. But first, I always like to start the show off, Tanya, with a look into your kind of personal history as far as the outdoors fly fishing, spending time on the water. When did you first kind of come to uh, fly fishing? Do you remember when it first showed up? Well, my love for fishing began um, with a group of friends that I was working with at a recovery center. And um, they, I actually, I I really wanted to go fishing with them and and they weren't sure if I was going to be a good fit or not. So I bought a pair of waders and wore them around the office and told them that uh, they had to take me out. 
So um, my first experience with fishing was actually just casting a line on the Fraser with nothing on it, just uh, just the sound of the cast on a beautiful summer evening, and I literally was hooked without like without any activity without any promise of catching a thing it was it was it was really magical i was hmm. astounded that uh, this was in my backyard and i had had no idea this was even possible so close what what do you think it was initially that that you enjoyed so much about it because what what you're talking about there i i hear a lot like there's a lot of people that you know, rivers, lakes, they'll be right in front of your face your whole life. You don't see it. You don't necessarily, and the first time you kind of experience it, it's like, well, this is, where's this been? You know what I mean? Like, was, yeah. was, was that kind of your experience? It absolutely was my experience. I, you know, I've driven over the Fraser River my entire life and never thought to look down. I just, it, it just wasn't something that had ever crossed my mind. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life and the, the going out there and having silence and having quiet and, you know, the odd, the odd comment from a guy who, you know, did a lousy cast and some Snickers and I, it just, it was just really just such a great feel. And yeah, I, I couldn't get enough of it. So if you had to cite some influences early on in the learning curve, and it sounds like it's been a real steep one for you. Um, who would you cite as, you know, like who's kind of helped you out when it comes to fly fishing? Is there a, is there a guide locally? Is there a, you know, maybe a fly shop person that's maybe helped you a little bit? Where did you kind of pick it up? Well, when it comes to fly fishing, um, I had an opportunity to go up to the Skeena with a group of friends and that was really my first experience, uh, I mean, and what an incredible place to start and to have your first cast on the Skeena. And uh, honestly, I tell people it, it made me it made me feel like I was a really good angler because I couldn't even do a lousy cast without a pink landing. It was just repetitive over and over and over again. And I'm thinking I am incredibly good at this until the next day when, of course, I didn't catch any. But um, what an incredible experience out there. The guides up there, you know, I, I couldn't be honest and tell you what the guy's name was offhand. Mm-hmm. But um I just remember being mesmerized by all the flies and the, um, I call them man crafts because I'd never seen anything (laughs) quite like it where, you know, there was such, it was so intelligent and it was so thoughtful and, um, there was a reason behind every single pattern and every single design. It was, it was really something I'd never experienced and very, very different than what I had experienced on the Fraser earlier with just, you know, salmon casting or sturgeon fishing. Is is this the same group that you were uh, wearing the uh, the waiters around the office to try and get them going? No, is this a different one. It actually was a different group. Okay. Um, it, yeah, it was a it was actually a, um, a family member on my on the other side. Um, they had a group of guys that were going up. There was five men going, and one of the guys dropped out, and so they invited me to go along. And I was the first one up, and I was the last one to leave and or leave the water and. I, I, it was, it was pure magic up at the Skeena. You know what, you know what the moral of that story is in my mind? Make sure if it's your first time going fly fishing, make sure it's a pink year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and then those, those guys up there, they know exactly where those fish are and they put us on them and they made us look like champs. It was pretty great. I love it. 
Love it. Well, look, let, let's get, dig into to your, your business. So uh, Stupid sure. Fish Apparel. So uh, my buddy Stevie and I, when we were working the floor there, we were kind of subbing each other off so he didn't have <laughs> to stand behind the booth the whole time. Yeah. But I know you were a trooper and probably one of the best salespeople that I've ever met in my life, oh, just wow. the way you expressed what you guys were up to. So why don't you talk about Stupid Fish? Tell us, first off, where did this whole idea of apparel and and stupid fish come from because at first when you when when at first when i first saw it i went well, stupid fish well that's just right. make, that's just making fun of the fish but yes talk to me about that what, what well i definitely do get that response sometimes you know there are people who kind of get it right off the bat and there's other people that are more inquisitive about okay what is this and the truth of the matter is is that ever since i've been on the river i've just listened to the to that different anglers and it just seems to be a phrase that people say all the time and um you know we used to joke about it with the group of guys that i was hanging out with from the recovery center you know just a stupid fish oh my gosh like <laughs> you know they would flip off or they wouldn't like you know it was always our fault but we always just say you know it's never our fault we always blame the fish and so right um that's kind of the whole concept of it is like i don't want responsibility for my lack of angling abilities i would really like to just blame the fish and make myself feel better you see and i never thought of it that way <laughs> like when i saw the name i'll be honest with you that wasn't what immediately came to mind so you're okay. I, okay now it totally makes sense you're blaming the fish it's not on you <laughs> no exactly like, right. they, like dust your okay. shoulders off a little yeah absolutely Get it. so um yeah so i just had this idea and so fast forward a couple of years into gosh it was 2021 so not very long ago um my friend amy and i were out uh on on the mighty vetter <laughs> And it was snowing and it was cold and it was all the things. And we were trying to catch those elusive steelhead. And, um, yeah, we got, we got into, a, um, into some fish and we lost, we lost them like repetitively. It was, it was borderline embarrassing, except we were laughing so hard because we couldn't believe that these fish were like just going at it. And there was nobody around just us. And, we just we just kept saying stupid fish over and over and over again, like over and over again. That's a rare um, rare day on the vetter that there's nobody was, around. And there was no, of course, right? Like the two girls out on the water and no one around, and we just were like, no one's gonna believe us on this. And I went home that evening, and um, I just <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I just was like, I'm gonna make a t-shirt that just says how stupid I think the fish are. And it was out of my own like frustration from losing that, um, the one particular steelhead, the one that actually made my, my float drop. And so hmm. I, uh, I made this logo and I made the logo with, um, the, the BC orange, um, bead. It has a little peach dot in it. And I put it out on my Instagram account saying I'm going to make a t-shirt saying how stupid I think these fish are or something along that line. And um, a guy from Hatch Patcher, he saw it. And the next thing I know, uh, within literally within 90 minutes, he um, DM'd me and said, hey, we want to sell your stuff at our store. That's awesome. It was it was crazy. <laughs> I I replied back by saying, like what stuff I'm in my pajamas on my couch. I don't have anything. And he, he got my phone number and we had a conversation and he said, get on to this. I think this is a great idea. I'd love, we'd love to support you in this. And That's so great. 
So that's exactly what I did. And in five days, I had business. So obviously you can buy buy the apparel at Hatchmatcher, which is awesome because you know what? I have bought a fair bit of fly tying equipment over the years. That's a great shop for sure. They are fantastic there. A great team of guys really know their stuff. Um, and so many, like they're, they're ex- expert anglers as well. Some of those guys out there, they are just known for, for catching the big ones out there often. Mm-hmm. They're really, really great. Yeah, that's awesome. So now, now run us through the lining, the lining, I'm going to edit that. Run us through the clothing line is what I was trying to say as far as like, um, what, what are we talking? T-shirts, hats, what, what exactly are you selling for apparel? Yeah, so it started off as a simple logo, and we thought, well, I thought I would just pick a couple of t-shirts and a couple of hoodies and see what happens, and we did um, a soft launch. Um, I hadn't even actually purchased anything, and it 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 sold, like, online, and we, we did really good sales that first day, and and so the guys at, at Hatch Mattress said, Tan, you need to you need to make something out of this, so from there, um, we went to so we had hats, hoodies, t-shirts, decals, just just that kind of, I don't know that that idea of just making people smile when they saw it. That was was my only goal. Of I, I figured if I thought the fish were stupid, maybe somebody else would think they were too. So that's all I did. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, um, okay, we'll we'll get back to the we'll get back to the uh, clothing line and 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 what you're doing with it. But first, I want to get to know your day-to-day as far as how it relates to fishing and kind of what uh what you're up to day-to-day you ready for a few questions that are designed to get to know your neck of the woods oh sure thing i'll do my best let's talk tunes so you're on your way to the vet or you're on your way to wherever you happen to be going whether it's a still water um to chase some uh rainbows with a fly what's uh, playing in the truck okay. on the stereo on the, on the oh radar? my gosh um, what is playing on the truck? Well, you know what? It, this might sound really strange, but it has to do with the weather. <laughs> um, if it's sunny out, I always have um, country music blaring. It's just my thing. I love it so much. And it doesn't really have to be anything in particular. I, you know, I like Luke Combs. I like um, yeah. Jason Aldean. I like just so many of the guys out there. But um, when it's raining and stuff, I I don't know. I listen to like Aerosmith and I listen to Guns N' Roses and I don't know, just kind of stuff to kind of get me warmed up on the inside, I guess. I'm trying to figure that out. So if it's raining, I know Aerosmith. Right? I know. Yeah, I know. I, know. I know what you mean. Though you're trying to get some energy going, warm. Pretty much. Up. I get it. Well, when you go out there, it's uh, you need to you need to definitely be ready to go so that's what i try and do you named a couple of my faves i love jason aldean and uh mm-hmm. well, luke combs is amazing uh, who else do you listen to in the country scene anybody else comes to mind that you kind of uh into these days well um i was a big lady a fan mm. for a long time yep. and i florida georgia line big fans of them um you know, I, I, I was one of those people that watched Carrie Underwood back on American Idol as yeah. well. So, you know, got to give her props too. She's, she's does a pretty good job out there too. Oh yeah. Her show is amazing. She came, I'm not in a very big town here in the Okanagan. It's like maybe 40,000 people, but when she was at the height of her fame and she came here and I'll never forget that. I'm like, why? She can oh, wow. go anywhere and sell out. But, um, yeah, she hit a bunch of small Canadian towns, which was pretty oh, cool. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah. Well, I actually, I actually tagged her in a photo um, once. Uh, well, I replied, maybe I should say, to one of her photos. She had a photo of uh, a fish. She was out fishing. And so I, you know, I thought maybe I'd throw the stupid fish in there and see where that went. But, you know, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can do. All you can do. One go-to fly pattern that you can't live without. So is there, let's say you're headed to your favorite stretch of water. More often than not, what are you reaching for? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, again, that, that would depend on season. And, you know, a lot of times, here's, here's one of the things that I got I to gotta admit on is that um, I get a lot of help from the other guy anglers that are around me. I'm still such a fresh angler, like in general. I've only been fishing really since 2017. And even in that, um, you know, I've got, I have three kids and life is busy and um, I have another job that I do as well. And so trying to get the time out there and to actually learn the craft has been, Mm. you know, it's a lot. And, you know, trying to learn just gear fishing and then learning sturgeon fishing and then learning fly fishing. A lot of times when I'm out there, um, many times men will just help me or, or women and just say, Hey, you need to put this on. This is what I'm catching them on. I'll walk in and people, I, that's one of the things I got to say about fishing yep. is that my general, um, my, my general feeling of the people out there, they are so helpful. They really, really are. And I've had such good experiences with people just saying, Hey, you need this one. Yeah, this is what I'm catching them on. I just stomach pump my fish. This is this yeah. is what they're catching today. And so I'll just tie. I, I I really don't go out there knowing or acting like I know what I'm doing all the time. I, I'm great at accepting advice and help out there for sure. I think you're bang on with that, Tanya. Because, I mean, I think there's not many people, especially in the fly fishing space, that I haven't met that I wouldn't hang out with. You know, it's like there's right. kind of, and the willingness to help one another is pretty cool, I think. Like, if you see somebody's out there not having a great day, nothing yeah. bugs me more than, oh, I'm not going to tell you what I'm using. It's like, what? you know what? It, well, that's so true, yeah. So what if we both had fun? You know what I mean? It's like right, crazy, right. crazy thought. But, um, it, it's you know, so, share it. It's so true. Yeah. Hmm. Let's... Yeah, I think I think that um, that like that's a real just feeling. Like, I mean, I, I when I'm out there, I'm kind of in competition with myself as opposed to being in competition with anybody else. You know, whether it's trying to improve a cast or it's trying to you know you know beat everybody else at it, or get the first fish down or the first float down or the first you know indicator down or however else I'm I'm out there. Yeah. I just want to. I'm really in competition with myself, so help is so grateful I'm, I'm so grateful for it to have that kind of help out there let's talk about your favorite place to talk fishing so you know when you're not out there in your waders um mm. is there a coffee shop is there a fly shop maybe i'm thinking maybe somewhere like hatch matchers is 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 the social media is it kind of doing shows where do you get your fill when you're not out there oh gosh my my favorite spot um, is uh, a little lake outside of Merritt, and if I'm gonna ever sit around and talk with a great drink <laughs> with friends, it would be around that lake. And um, you know, we still water fish on that lake, and we talk about the upcoming steelhead season on that lake, and we talk about summer sturgeon fishing on that lake, and it really is my favorite. Although I I you know you mentioned. Um, trade shows and I have met 
the most incredible people. And I've, I've actually only done three trade shows in my life, um, two in the last month. And so many people sitting willing to talk about their stories and their love of fishing and um, where they go and where they've caught their biggest one and what they caught it on. Mm. Um, so trade shows have actually been a, like that wasn't what I was expecting at all. Kind of the sense of community there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've never actually gone to a, an outdoor show, like thinking of that way, you know, you go there to purchase, you don't necessarily go there to connect and, that's my my experience with the BC Outdoor Show and um, the BC Interior Sportsman Show. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic community of people. And um, yeah, I love sitting talking around people. The, the sales can wait when it comes to getting wisdom from uh, an older gentleman that comes with, you know, just dripping with information for you. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah, I, I feel that. It, and for me, that you know you're selling when you're not trying to sell you know what i mean you're just kind of talking and and for me it's like there's something in that like-mindedness when you have a conversation at a show i've done a ton of trade shows in in my time but not so many in the fly fishing space and i like so i'm a winemaker by trade so when we go to wine shows it's a very different vibe oh Uh, yeah when you go to a trade show specifically for hunting fishing it, I mean, it's still a kindred spirit thing. Everyone's there for the same reason. They share a lot of the same passions. But I find just the community is just so open and uh, sharing. And for me, that's like, you know, like when you take the time, you can take the time to talk to people rather than you're just pouring a quick glass of wine. Pick, You know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's not a lot of conversation when there's 10 deep at your table waiting to taste something. But when somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, I, I, uh, I want to tell you this story, it's like, yeah, I'm with you on that. You, there's a lot of learning we can do for sure. Absolutely. And that was everywhere at, at the trade shows. Um, I would really, you know, if, if, some, if one of your listeners hasn't actually been out to one of the trade shows in their local area, I would so suggest it because um, it just broadens, like, you know, the, the, not just um, products that you haven't seen, but uh, listening to other people's stories about um their experience with whatever you're enjoying. So whether it be hunting or fly fishing or gear fishing or, or even lodging or camping or RVing, there's so many, so many um, great people out there just you know dr- like itching to give you their information. And I found that when people would come to my booth, they would ask me my story, but they were also so willing to tell me their story as well. Mm. And um, so it wasn't just the the retailers that were doing that. It was absolutely the community, like you were saying, full on wanting to learn, wanting to share um, like minded people. Like you said, uh, I, I actually said that the first time I went to a trade show, I went home and had a glass of wine with my parents. And I said, you know what? I really feel like these are my people. Yeah. Like it was, it was super cool. I felt, felt very included. It was great. Love it. Well put. Um, I, I don't know if you're a sports fan or not, but I always like to go down the sports rabbit hole. So um, oh, I am. let's talk sports. Um, are we talking hockey, baseball, football, soccer? Like when you're cheering for your team, what does that look like? Um, well, I am a hockey girl. Absolutely. My dad has had seasons tickets for many, many years, and it's been a daddy daughter date thing that we've done for a long time. And now I have the ability to take my kids and 
So I am, you know, that uh, diehard Canuck fan, which is probably going to go to her grave without seeing much happen. But I still <laughs> wear the jersey. I still show up. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was kind of disappointed this season, but oh, I've been actually out to the Abbotsford Canucks games oh, um, cool. out there this week. And just that, that's a great show. Great time there, too, for sure. They're still going, aren't they? They are, and I've got tickets for in a couple of weeks or uh, next Friday night. I've got tickets, and so I'm hoping I'm hoping that they win the next one so that we can get to that game four. Yeah, love it. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel your pain with the Canucks this year. It's been uh, I. There was one year when I, I've been an avid Canucks fan my whole life, and I will tell you, and I'm not trying to slam anybody, but when Mike Keenan showed up, and then they right. traded Lyndon. They brought Messier in. I'm like, I'm done. Like the, yeah. they ripped the heart of the team, and I feel like they did that this year. Just ripped the guts right out of it. And I'm just like, what? Are we... I don't, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, I just don't no, understand. I it. don't think they know. No, I and don't think so either. That's frustrating to me. Like when I think, think of like the Griffiths family and what that club was like back in the day. It was, it just yes. bled uh, hockey. And I just think, anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole, but. They, oh, well, no, they... I, but I feel your pain with that because, you know, I have a lot of conversations with family about that. and You know, we talk about, um, you know, what, what, what could what could make this better? And I don't know. We all seem to have really good ideas, but none of us have the money to own them, I guess. So. Well, it's uh, it's not as easy, I'm sure, as as we would think. But I'm um, sure. I'm sure. I think you pick character people. You can't go too far wrong. And that seems to be, uh, you know, they've got some character guys on that club it's just uh it's been a roller coaster ride for for it as long been. as i can remember well it's been a while um, yeah me too <laughs> let's talk about um lessons learned so what what does fly fishing specifically bring into tanya's world like what does it do for you oh it challenges me like it just it just challenges me because I am so inspired by um, people who take the craft so seriously. Like, I feel like um, those who choose to, to like get into fly fishing, they are just like a different breed of human. <laughs> like they, they have this ability to just hone in on something and like the dedication and the craftsmanship and the, um, I don't know, just like, not just the love for it, but like the passion for it. It, it, it really, really does challenging challenge me because I don't think that you can just kind of go out there as a fly angler and just like, Oh, I'm just going to wing it and we'll see how it goes. Um, most of the anglers that I've been with, you know, they have some sort of strategy, some sort of plan going in, mm -hmm. you know, they're not carrying, you know, all the gear known to mankind and um, <laughs> that, that, they're smarter than that. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just really challenged by the craft of it. And I actually love sitting and watching it. Um, hmm. uh, it, it it's such an incredibly beautiful sport. Um, and, I, you know, I've, I've got these pictures in my mind. Um, this past year, gosh, where was I? I was up north past, um, I was 
it was last August and I was up near past seashells. We'd taken a couple boats and I actually don't even remember exactly the location. Um, and I was gear fishing at the time, but there was a, a young man on my, on this little rowboat that we were on and he was fly angling and it was incredible. There was literally a bear that was walking off in the distance and, you know, the eagle that comes down and it literally was like a movie. And, and I just think to myself, like, I would love to remind every angler the incredible gift that they have of going out there and being in the most beautiful place on the planet. And yeah, it, I'm, I'm so challenged by it. I just, I want to, I want to do my best out there and I want, I, I just, yeah, I want more of it, I guess. I think too. And, and you never know it all. That's the cool thing, right? Like uh, you're always learning and it really, makes you pay attention to details that you may or may not always, you know, if you're just watching a float, that's one thing. But if you're going, okay, what kind of bugs are hatching here? What, what, mm -hmm. you know, what, what kind of life cycle is it? Is it an emerging? Is it, is it a dry? I don't know. There's so yeah. much to know. And, and for me, that's, that's fascinating. Well, it is. Let's talk jobs. Um, you mentioned you have a day job. What, what are you What are you doing when you're not running the uh, the empire that is Stupid Fish Apparel? <laughs> right. Well, I'm actually a jack of a lot of trades. Um, I am actually a classically trained pianist, and so that's kind of a really odd tangent there. But I have three music degrees: two in classical, um, in classical teaching and one in classical performance mm. and so I ran a music studio for a very long time and I am teaching a little bit right now but um, about 10 12 oh actually maybe even more now maybe 15 years ago I started a photography business and so that has been kind of my my bread and butter and was like the supplement income to the home and uh, wedding photography, lifestyle photography, maternity photography, just kind of the whole gamut of events to whatever was going on in someone's home. I, I love to document and tell the story specifically. Hmm. That's fascinating. And so, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay. As, as a country music fan, I, you're the first person that I've ever talked to that's a classical pianist that loves country <laughs> music. Cause I feel for some, for some reason I feel like worlds are colliding there. I don't know why. Yeah. It's you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I love all kinds of music. I, I think it's kind of, if I could even use the example of fishing to music, you know, there's so many different styles of music, and I actually have an appreciation for all of them. Yeah. Um, it's very, very rare that I'll be in a room where someone will put something on and I'll be like, you need to turn that off. Like, very, very rare. Um, I, I have the time and space for a lot of it, and, and I think that actually is how I feel about all the different styles of fishing as well. It's I have an appreciation for all the different styles and the crafts in all of them as well. So... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I just I just like all of it. I just think that life is too short not to like everything. Maybe I I think the best playlists are all over the map too. You know what Absolutely. I mean? It could have some rap. It could have some metal on it. It could have some country on it. And and you can usually kind of find a common denominator in just about all genres in my mind. Absolutely. Do you do you ever have you ever gone camping and then you guys collect a playlist with a phone? Have you ever done that? Oh, um, 
<clears throat> you mean sorry, excuse me. So you mean like uh develop a playlist when you're there between what's yes. on your phone? Um yes. not no, I don't think I have. No. It's it's a pretty fun experience where you all sit around and someone has a phone and you're they pass the phone and somebody chooses the next song and somebody chooses oh, the next song and you shit. go around and we, at the end yeah, you have a yeah. playlist. We do that all the time. Sorry, I wasn't okay, I wasn't I wasn't thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that okay. that's fun. And That's but but you fun. gotta mix it up, right? Like you gotta keep passing the phone because if it's the same person, then it's just like then you turn into a DJ and you're just running things. But absolutely, I, that variety is key. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, th- and then you have like a, a soundtrack to that event, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, who's a who's a go-to pianist for you? Like, so if you're you're listening to somebody play piano and I mean, not necessarily classical, but who, who, who do you like, who influences you? Um, well, so classically trained, um, I teach classical music, but I wouldn't say that I invest a lot of time in actual piano performance anymore. I tend to, um, play (laughs) actually on my, uh, stupid fish, um, uh, Instagram account. Sometimes I'll play and sing along at the same time. I do that every now and then because I was, uh, I quite like playing and singing and doing stuff like that. So pop music, country music, whatever. But an actual person that I would aspire to be like would probably be Harry Connick Jr. I've seen him mm. live, and he is just a beast on the piano. He's phenomenal. That's cool. You a Diana Krall mm-hmm. fan? I am a Diana Krall fan. I've gone, I've seen her once live. Um, she's very mellow in in concert, but her music's fantastic. What about Vince Guaraldi? Um, now that Vince Guaraldi, that's the isn't that the Peanuts? Dude? Well, he does that, but and all his stuff. <laughs> we have a bunch of his stuff around here, and it all sounds kind of like Charlie Brown, but it's right. it's really jazzy kind of. I like it. It's very um, kind of good background music. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fun. He's got some some sheet music for younger grades too, which I've taught piano on. But I actually haven't like sat around and listened to a recording of him. I don't believe the way he phrases like I'm like I know nothing about piano. We have one, but I'm not very good on it. But when I hear there's certain pianists that phrase things the same way, and it's like oh, you recognize they're playing right away. So right. I always think of the Vince Guaraldi as well the Peanuts theme song. Like you say yeah. like Christmas, like the Christmas stuff. Yes. <laughs> so. It, any of his regular songs, it all feels like Christmas to me when I hear it. It's like it's just right. the way it's phrased. But uh, some pretty good stuff. What about Elton John or uh, oh gosh, Billy Joel? Elton John. Oh my gosh, Elton John and Billy Joel. They are they are the legends on the piano for certain. Um, they had that concert recently where the two of them were were touring around together, and I never got out to it. That's like kind of a big bummer in my life, but. Um, never seen either of them play live. And I think, isn't Elton done now or he's doing his final tour now? I think think, so. But I I think so. I I keep feeling like all these last tours aren't really last (laughs) tours, you know? Right. A little Tom Brady-ish, right? (laughs) I think he's done now. You think so now? I do. I think so. But I know what you're saying. Uh, good stuff. So let's talk jobs. Best job you've ever had. Are you, are you doing it now with stupid fish and your music? I mean, yeah, I, you know, I'm living a good life with this kind of stuff. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. And so running my own stuff has always just given me a lot of, um, I don't know, like a lot of joy and I love the creativity in, in my businesses. And so teaching piano, 
doing photography and running a fishing apparel line, it's, it's all quite madness and it's, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but um, they all bring me a lot of joy. I am currently most excited about stupid fish because I have some really big ideas and big goals that I'm in the middle of working on for that. Mm. And I don't know what's going to happen and I'm just going to give it a solid try. Like that's all I can do. And if it doesn't work well, then it doesn't. That's okay. Something tells me it will, and it is. I, I I really think you're starting to get some traction, and I could see that at the show. People coming up to your booth, it was pretty easy to see from afar. Wow, um, it, I'm, I'm, it was. And so my buddy, my buddy, he goes, "You gotta come see what this gal's doing with stupid fish." And I'm like, "Man, I'm kind of busy right now." He's like, "No, no, just go check it out. I'll I'll get the booth." So I went over, and you were entertaining a couple of people, and and <laughs> talking about the brand, talking about hats hatch matcher, and. But uh, it, it was good, and I want to ask you another question. And this is this mm. this question is kind of the opposite of what's happening. What's the worst job you've ever had? Like, is there something you did in your career that you're like, I'm not doing that ever again? <laughs> um, my worst experience um is it's something that's happened a few times. Um, and that would be um, drunk groomsmen at weddings. And that's just a t- <laughs> like that. But that's not a job. Is that a job? If <laughs> well, I have, a- to take fo- my, I have to take photos of them oh. that have to be good, right? And there's a lot of pressure on, um, you know, on a photographer to like, you've got all this money coming to you and you have to get the right moment. And that's you have, it. you know, guys that are gooned after their brains. It's not a good plan. It's a bad plan. So, mm. you know. <laughs> I've had, I, that's been, that's the most stressful I ever get is, um, yeah, drunk groomsmen. You still, I gotta say. you still do weddings? I do. I do. Yeah. I haven't done one. Um, I, last one I did, well, actually I did one, um, maybe a month ago, but prior to that COVID had kind of shut down a lot of that it's starting to pick up again. So, yeah, well just think, okay. So there's a couple things here. So, so think about all the people who have been waiting to get married didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. I would imagine photographers are going to be in pretty high demand coming up. Yeah, I right? I don't I don't know. I think that there's been a lot of people that have just simplified their life in a lot of ways. No, that's um, fair. I think a lot of people are doing backyard weddings and small groups and um, like other kinds of things. I I I mean I'm I'm sure people are doing it the other way as well, but kind of my community, I, I'm doing a lot more of just, um, event photography, like people getting together for anniversary party or, um, like book launch. I do, I do all kinds of Hmm. wild things. Yeah. Think of like the music scene too. Okay. So, um, that's something that I thought about a lot over the, you know, Pat, not, not so much lately, but the last couple of years, there's a lot of music that's going to hit the market at the same time, right? A lot of people yeah. have been busy putting their thoughts down, coming up with plans, coming up with lyrics. And I, th- I, I got to think we're at an exciting point in, in the planet for, for music. Cause there's, there's, there's been, you know, people weren't touring for a long time. So they had time to kind of get in the studio and kind of stay at home and write some tunes. Mm-hmm. Well, Something I think about a lot, and I think we're yeah, starting to motiv- see that. Yeah, I think they were motivated differently, and I think that brings out a totally different creative process. And I think people were exposed to a lot of feelings and stuff they hadn't maybe dealt with or felt before. And so, uh, I think a lot of creativity was pushed over the the COVID years for sure. I think that's hmm. pretty cool. 
let, let's talk let's take it back to the water a little bit um is there anything that crazy that's happened to you in your time in the water like whether it's a wildlife encounter or you know we hooked the same fish twice you're not going to believe this but this <laughs> this actually happened oh, i've seen that yeah I've seen that. I've seen someone caught my fish when I had it had my jig in it, so that was really? that was fun. Yeah, I've had that happen. Um, gosh, uh, you know, but most of my my fun stories are around sturgeon. I think I, I'm. They've been uh, that whole experience of, of going out there and and seeing these incredible creatures. Um, uh, you know, I had the privilege of being on a boat with um, some really great anglers and uh led by a team and just like a lot of respect for the creature and and it was just just so 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 amazing um but I did tear um a couple of tendons in my shoulder pulling on that one so it was kind of like my only sports injury that I've ever really had so I kind of claim that as my name to fame with um with you know kind of my story when it comes to fishing like if I'm gonna tell a story about it I, I try and throw the the 10 foot three um shoulder injury story so <laughs> oh wait a minute no it wasn't 10 foot three it was nine foot three my goodness don't put a foot on it Tom. now we're doing a serious oh, I like I no, it. that's that's what a, a fisherman <laughs> fisherwoman that's what we do we can, that's right yeah sorry it was it was 10 six there we go it was probably like that. 11 11 it probably six. was Maybe. Yeah. If if you know how short I am, they're all big. They're all big to me. <laughs> that's I I've never sturgeon fish, so that's kind of on my bucket list. And I know it's kind of your backyard, but yeah. When I see those, and you said creatures, that's that's a good word. It's like there's a wow fact when they leave the water. Like if you had them jump oh. on you like that. Yes. I, I've got um, some video, one of my buddies videoed, and I put it out on my Instagram um, with the fish just like, just went straight up in the air. And it's, there's nothing like it. Like, I mean, all, I, well, maybe I shouldn't say that on the fact that I could say that about every aspect of the different kinds of fishing. But, you know, these, these animals are, are just so incredible. Um, and they're so gentle. And they're, you know, I always like, I always give them a kiss or pet their belly. And I just, I'm just amazed by them. They are, they yeah. are incredible. And, and I think that um, I'm hoping that we're doing a really good job of, of being kind to them as well. Like, I mean, they are definitely a species to be respected for sure. I got a weird question because I've never handled a sturgeon, but when I, when I see them, they look like they'd just be gnarly and tough, like a crocodile. But no, what, what, they're not. They're not, eh? What it... No, and you actually have to be really careful with them. They have um, a protective slime on them, um, okay. a, a coating on them, and so um, you only touch them with gloves and um, and very minimally as well. It's it, it is a, a lot about you know when you get these fish that are so large, um, they're not young. <laughs> they're right. they're they're elders in a lot of ways, and um, so yeah, they are they. they the, the spikes on them, they do have spikes on them. And when they're younger, those spikes are more prominent. And then as they get older, they kind of diminish. And they can have really cool patterns on them. And depending on whether they're ocean or river, they can have dark marks on them. And yeah, they're, they're very, very prehistoric looking. They're amazing animals for sure. Hmm. I want to get you to paint us a picture of your perfect day. So uh, let's take it back to fly fishing. If you could have your day your way 
Oh, you know, like, is this a summer day? Is it a warm day? Are you with buddies? What do you? Is there something cold to drink? What kind of fish are you chasing? Paint us a little picture of your absolute best day. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine if you were able to do that? Um, um, it would. Ah, my gosh! I would say probably it would be to go back to the Skeena. Um, just had such an incredible experience up there. Um, I would definitely have country music playing. It would probably be early fall, late summer. Um, I've always dreamed of catching a a summer steelhead on a fly. Um, haven't done it. And so I would, I know that they're, they're, they're up there (laughs) for sure. So, um, I think that, um, so I would be out, I'd be listening to country music. Um, I would have, um, a few of my good friends around for sure. I would definitely have a guide, um, to teach. And I would, I would say that a really great day would be learning. Um, just improving, uh, learning more about what I'm looking for, how to cast, um, more accurately, um, looking how, how to read the water better, just all those kinds of things uh, and walking away feeling like, you know, I I've learned something would be a really, really incredible day. Did you go into Oscars when you're up there? I did not. Mm. Apparently it's the fly shop, like, uh, somewhere you absolutely have to go. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, the, I can't tell you how many people from all over the planet have told me about this little shop. Um, oh, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Lonnie, no, I haven't. Lonnie Waller, for instance, like steelhead guru, older guy now, was down in Mexico and California uh, in retirement kind of thing. But he was telling me um, what an amazing shop it is. I, and I had a guy on that had a sort of new fly fishing magazine. This is three or four years ago. I think it was called Fly Culture. But he said there's one shop in North America that has it, and that's Oscars. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. oh, uh, okay. Um, sounds like uh, the place to go. But, um, hmm. Well, as, as I was saying, going up to the Skeena the, the first time, or my only time so far, um, I I hadn't fly fished before. So I went up actually not having any gear or anything. And so the, the, um, the place that I was staying had all the equipment and all the flies that we needed and all of that. I would have loved to have checked out, um, you know, the towns around there, Kitimat and so on, because it would have been, uh, I would have loved to seen the culture of, of what it would be like there it would be pretty cool i'm sure yeah well it's it's um it's it's a pretty um famous river river system and, mm-hmm. and like you say um, there's so many good stories uh that i've heard started with like well we were on the skeena <laughs> yes <laughs> like, absolutely fill in the blank yeah i love it i i want to ask you a bit of a philosophical question and and this you know, being that you've really only been avidly at it since 2017, this you're the perfect person to ask, but where are we at as a group, fly fishers? Like, do you think we're in a pretty good spot right now? Is there things we could be doing better? Like, what, what where do you think we're at? Um, I think, I think we're at a pretty good place. I mean, I think that, as I, as I said before, just a general group of um, really great people who care about their craft and who care about our community and who care about, um, you know, our outdoors and preserving. And um, I think, I think we've come so far 
in a lot of ways. I think that we're a group of people, um, I'm going to throw myself in there, <laughs> but I, I think that so many of us who want to have a good experience out on the water are just wanting to learn. And I, I sense that a lot from people. And I think if you're willing to learn and be better, then um, then it's going to, it's just going to improve the entire culture. So uh, I think, I don't know, I, I haven't had any negative experiences. I wouldn't have any, any reason to say anything different, I don't think. Hmm. Love it. What's next for Stupid Fish Apparel? Like, where, where are we going? What do you, take us along for the ride here. So what, what oh, kind of, are you working on anything exciting you can tell us about? Or any, you got any new uh, gear coming out? Um, any new designs yeah. we can talk to? Yeah, so this year I launched um, my fly fishing uh, logo, which went along with um, 2023 here. So I debuted it at the BC Outdoor Show back um, a few weeks ago in March. And so that, or April, whenever it was. So that is, that was like my big thing that I was doing. Because I'm such a small business, I'm trying to pick and choose um, how I grow it because I, I, I can't grow it too fast and I can't, I need to know what the people are, are wanting and what they connect to. So I have a few, um, I have a, a, a couple t-shirts and I have a couple um, sweatshirts that have got the new fly logo on it. I also have been doing slogans. So this year I chose to do check your fly as my slogan and there'll be limited edition t-shirts which means um, coming next season, perhaps in the fall, I will come up with a different one. But um, the big thing that I'm working on right now is trying to get an online store up. Um, if anybody goes to my website right now, it's a bit of a dog's breakfast, as my father would say. <laughs> um, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's because I had to just kind of put something out there, but it, it's not really conducive. It's not um, the links connect um not very well, but they connect to Hatch Matcher. And I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to do some of that stuff on my own. And I'm also hoping that maybe a couple other shops would, would uh, like interest in what I'm doing. And I'm thinking of this summer heading up um, to a couple of shops uh, in the interior and seeing maybe if they'd be interested in, in having Stupid Fresh um, along mm. for the ride in their shops. Love it. There's a couple of good yeah. ones in my backyard here that uh... – Trout Waters is one that uh, I love. That I don't know if you've been in there, but it's a great shop in Kelowna. I haven't been. I, I actually intend on doing um, a summer trip, a, a road trip, and just mapping out mm -hmm. a whole bunch of tackle shops and making appointments and seeing if anybody's interested in and in going that route. Cool. Just just and write it off. <laughs> you got well. You got Little Fort. You got. Uh, um, Casting loops and cam loops. There's uh, there's more than there was in the past few years. But and I, you know, something that really strikes me is every town used to have one, and now it's not that way. I think, uh, okay. you know, most things are online and whatnot. And uh, but there's there's a handful of uh, you know, ten, twelve stores. Hey, what about the island? What about Robinsons? Yeah, so I got invited um, to be a part of the Victoria trade show. Um, I believe it is this coming weekend or it was this past weekend it was just too much from actually sorry i think it was this past weekend it was just a little bit too much for me to do um three trade shows in four weeks but yeah. um i have a, a connection to um somebody on the island that is interested so i'm hoping that will will go to they've got incredible fishing over there of course oh yeah yeah there's yeah, beautiful that's the thing so many so many places to go and uh, one thing I feel for you on is okay. You got the full time day job, and you're doing this kind of in your 
I don't want to say spare time, but you know, you're probably not finding a lot, especially with the kids and stuff and trying to get out in the water. Um, that's pretty full life you got going on. It really is. Um, I, I haven't been out on the water since, um, like the second week of March, I think it was. And, um, I'm, I'm ready for the summer weather to, to go and, or to get happening here. And I want to go bass fishing. That's my, that's my next thing that I'm going. Yeah. Oh, there's some, there's some great bass fishing on the island. There's some great bass fishing in the interior too. Yeah, I haven't done it up there. Um, yeah. I've just done it on just some local little ponds around my my house around here. So, cool. Um, it's nice and close by. Are those uh, smallmouth? I assume. Yes. Yeah, man, they fight pound for pound. <laughs> They're... They're fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it gets to uh, you get to tie some different types of flies too. Not so much about the small coronamids. You get to tie some meat. Yeah. Well, and what a learning experience again, right? It's a totally different game. So it's so much to learn. There really really is so much to learn. Well, listen, I I really appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you taking the time and all the the positive energy you bring to what you're doing on and off the water. And I wish you continued success with Stupid Fish. I encourage you to go check out Tanya's site, um, stupidfishapparel.com, and we'll, we'll throw all, all the handles out there. Actually, why don't you do that for us now, Tanya? So if we're like Facebook, Instagram, your dot com, yeah. where do we find right you? Now, right now, my Instagram account is kind of the biggest um, asset for my company. Um, so it's stupid to fish, uh, st- stupid fish apparel um, on Instagram. And I also have a Facebook uh, account if that's something that someone's interested. I, I post on both. Um, I do have a TikTok account, which uh, basically just kind of redoes the same things. Um, and as I said, I'm working on my website currently to try and get that up and going to make it an actual shop. Um, if you were to go there, you can see some of my merchandise there and you can um, select the items and they will connect you to Hatchmatcher currently. So Hatchmatcher is also a great site um, for all your fly fishing needs as well, not just stupid fish, but they've got a lot of great stuff on their, on their online store there as well. Yeah, that is a great shop. So check out uh, Hatchmatcher. Uh, you will find stupid fish uh, apparel there. You can do it online. Tanya, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the water tonight. I really appreciate it. Wow, what an honor to be asked. Thank you so much. We've been chatting tonight with Tanya DeMalio out of uh, Lower Mainland, British Columbia, Canada. She's the owner-operator of stupidfishapparel.com. Check them out. Thanks, folks, for joining us this time around. We'll catch you next time. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.